Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. Well, as I mentioned earlier, today we are launching our new sermon series that we have called Charged. And one of the foundational verses that we are leaning on for this movement of charging towards our community is Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Here in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus, before ascending into heaven, he tells his disciples, look, I am going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to empower you to be my witnesses. Here in Jerusalem, then in Judea, and then all across the earth. If you are a believer, you are here in this room worshiping Jesus because of Jesus' charge to his disciples and their commitment to be faithful to that charge, to preach the word of Jesus Christ. However, many Christians have become sort of distracted. You may be here and you're swimming in information overload. Uh, We've gone from newspapers and magazines to social media. All of this information is out there and you may be wondering who to trust, what books to read, how do I stay focused on God, how do I keep from letting just anything influence my thinking? knowing that there are many distractions and many directions that promise fulfillment, Paul says these words to Timothy. I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and because of his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. But as for you, exercise self-control in everything. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Let us pray. Oh, Father in heaven, God, as we come here today, looking to hear a word from you, Lord, I ask that you be present in this moment just as much as you were during my preparation, Lord, would you lift off the pages of your word and speak directly to each and every heart who's present today. We ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been, I've been hooked on some of these Olympic trials. I've been watching everybody. The USA, I've been over in Jamaica, I've been over in other areas, just watching the Olympics. And um, while I'm watching the Olympics, there's a certain Olympian that sort of came to mind. 
and he goes by the name of George Foreman. George Foreman was a bad boy. And George Foreman is arguably the greatest boxer of all time. And in March 1977, just a few days before boxing with Jimmy Young in Puerto Rico, George Foreman stood on the hotel balcony and he was wondering about the meaning of life. He had come a long way. He was now 28 years old. He'd gone from poverty to wealth. But he had some questions about, does this really matter? In spite of his success, he had many homes, he had a ranch, he had many cars. He felt empty inside. For 10 years, he had gone through the same routines, preparing for fights, just so he can get the W. Then he realized there has to be something more to life than this. In his book, God in My Corner, George Foreman writes these words. Money didn't fill the void. I had more cash in the bank than most could dream of. Three homes, a dozen cars, and a ranch. Yet, with all that stuff, I was still unfulfilled. Unfilled. Would another car make me happy? One more house? Some mysterious piece of the puzzle was missing, but I didn't know where to find it. More than once, I toyed with the idea of driving my car over the cliff. Now, we all know the temptation to search for something to feel the emptiness in our hearts because we fear that there's something significant that is missing. But here in 2 Timothy, Paul texts an urgent message, and he said, preach the word because the word is able to give wisdom for salvation. In other words, preach the word because the word is able to pour in us the wholeness that our hearts long for. Speaking of the sufficient power of the word in chapter 3, Paul says, all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness so that the man of God, here it is, may be complete, equipped for every good work. God intends for his word to complete us. So since God crafted his word in such a way that it completes us, it is necessary for us to consider in some way We are incomplete. Our emptiness is a consequence of the fall. The scriptures teach us that emptiness, lack of fulfillment, lack of meaning in life are the major effects of the fall. Since the first sins of our ancestors, humans have lost sight of the purpose for which God has created them. But the word gives us wisdom for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And since the word is true, what is the most important thing that the world needs? The world needs faithful preaching. 
faithful preaching. Paul says, preach the word. If we're going to be a people that preach the word of God to the hearts that are wandering in the world and looking for fulfillment, we must embrace the full weight of the crucial charge. The crucial charge. Verse 1, Paul says, I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus. Now, Paul was the spiritual father of Timothy. He had Timothy underneath his wings. He personally discipled Timothy. He knew Timothy's family. He told Timothy, hey, look, remember what your grandmother poured into you. Hey, look, remember what your mother poured into you. But there's something interesting that happens here. Paul doesn't charge Timothy based on his relationship with Timothy. He doesn't charge Timothy based on his apostolic authority because Paul was an apostle. All he had to say is, Timothy, look, you need to go and preach the word. Go do it. But instead, Paul charged Timothy according to his creator and the ultimate master of the universe. This is a crucial charge. Paul charged Timothy in the presence of God the Father and God the Son. They charged him in view also of the coming judgment and Christ's return and God's kingdom. We see that in the second half of verse 1. Paul puts the full weight of these eternal realities On the shoulders of Timothy. Then after laying it down hard on Timothy. Paul. Gives Timothy the content. Of the charge. The content of the charge. If we're going to be the people of God. Who preach the word. We must acknowledge. The content of the charge. Paul says to Timothy. Preach the word. The word preach means to proclaim, to testify, to make known, to bring good news. What are we to preach? The word. The word. In simplest terms, Paul is basically saying, talk about the gospel. Talk about the gospel. Let it be known to everybody everywhere That Jesus Christ is the answer to the emptiness they feel in their hearts. When you are in darkness, Jesus is the light of the world. When you are exhausted from searching, Jesus is the water of life that quenches the thirst of your soul. And the work that Jesus has done on the cross is more than enough to reach down and save you. Paul says, preach. The word. Jesus is the word. He is good news. He keeps no records of wrongs. He forgives sins. So that which is dead, Jesus gives life. Paul urged Timothy to be faithful and preach the word. There's a pastor named H.B. Charles He was a 17-year-old pastor. Church gave him a huge responsibility to pastor the church and preach week in and week out at 17. 
Then, as he was on this circuit of preaching to different churches, his father went into the hospital. And after days of being in the hospital, finally, HB got a call from his dad. He said, hello? His dad said, hey, how you doing, son? HB said, look, dad, I'm coming home. I've been waiting so long to hear from you. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm coming home. His dad told him, look, son, no, you're going to stay there. Stay right there. Be a man and preach the word. Be a man and preach the word. Little did HB know that was the last words he would hear from his dad. What a way to leave earth and to share with your son the importance of being a man and preaching God's word. Likewise, this is not the first time we've seen this happen. H.B. Dad was just doing what Paul is doing here with Timothy. This is the last letter that we hear from Paul. Afterwards, he's going to be crucified, killed. And so he's sending this to Timothy, and in the letter he's saying, hurry up and come. Come see me. Come spend a little time with me, Timothy. Be a man, Timothy, and preach the word. It's not explicitly stated here, but throughout the letter it is clear that Paul wants Timothy to preach to insiders and to share the word with outsiders. That's who we are to preach to insiders and outsiders. Let's first take a look at those inside the church. Paul is telling Timothy to begin with this. Preach the word to yourself. Preach the word to yourself. Scholars suggest that persecution was high in the church at this time and Timothy began to shy away from the assignment of preaching the word. Timothy began to look at the persecution of Christians and seeing other people being beheaded or taken, thrown into prison, snatched away from their family members. And Timothy started to become timid. Paul, knowing this, seeing this, he wants Timothy to preach the word to himself. In chapter 1, verse 7, we read Paul telling Timothy, rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Remember the gospel that has set you free. Preach the word to yourself, Timothy. According to the text, the opposite of fear is power, Love and sound judgment. And it will be good for us to ask ourselves the question, are we preaching God's power over our circumstances? Are you preaching God's power as you look at maybe your finances? As you look at the years or the weeks coming? As you know that you have different assignments that you have to take care of and some things just look like it's too heavy for you to bear. Are you preaching God's power over your life? Another 
word that's the opposite of fear that Paul wants Timothy to know is the word love. It'll be good for us to ask the question, am I preaching God's love over my life? Or am I suffering from guilt and wallowing in misery and shame? Are you reminding yourself that there's no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus? Are you reminding yourself that nothing can separate us from the love of God? Are you reminding yourself that in love, he predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus? Are you believing the gospel? But Paul not only wants Timothy to preach the word to himself, but he's charging Timothy to preach the word to others. Timothy is to share the word with others. Share the word with others. Here Paul answers the question, how? In verse 2, we read, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke. And encourage with great patience and teaching. The way that Timothy is to preach the word, he's to do so in such a way that he convince the mind, rebuke the emotions, and exhort the will. In season and out of season simply means preach the word when it's convenient and when it's not convenient. Share the word with people when they want to hear it. And when they don't want to hear it. He tells Timothy to stand up for the truth. Correct error. Redirect people back towards what's right. And preach the salvation of Jesus Christ. Timothy is not only to stand up for what's correct, preach against error, but he's also to encourage people with great patience and teaching. The word patience lets us know that preaching is supposed to involve both love and truth. It's going to be a struggle dealing with people, family members. They pick up the phone one week and next week you don't hear from them. You have to be patient with people. Later, Paul tells Timothy, don't just preach the word in the four walls of the church, but preach the word in the streets. Preach to those who are outside the church as well. Paul says in verse 5 to Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Share the gospel with people who haven't heard it. So we are to preach the word to who? Preach the word to yourself. Preach the word to believers. Share the word with unbelievers. Preach the word no matter what. Preach the word. Now after looking at the crucial nature of the charge and the content of the charge, lastly, we focus our attention on the cause of the charge. The cause of the charge. If we're going to be a church that preaches God's word, we must understand the cause of the charge. Why is it so critical that we preach the word? 
verse 3, we read. Paul says, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, will multiply teachers for themselves. Because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. Paul says, preach the word. Why? Because a time is coming when people won't put up with sound teaching from the church. Folks will actually exit out of churches and connect themselves with unbelievers towards something else other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Looking for a new word. Looking for uh, something that will scratch their itching ears. As one pastor said, false preachers won't have a platform to stand on if it wasn't for the itching ears of the people in the church. We have to be careful with this. Verse 3, the word sound teaching. In the Greek, the word refers to healthy teaching. In essence, those who reject healthy teaching are spiritually sick. So many false churches are popping up all around us. Places of worship that reject Jesus and reject the full counsel of his word. Offering solutions to emptiness. Gift wrapping materialism with spiritual talk. Itching ears like to hear what they want to hear. But the truth is, Jesus Christ alone is able to save. He alone is able to fulfill that emptiness in our hearts. In closing, if we're going to faithfully preach God's word to wandering souls that are searching to be reunited with their creator, we must be committed to the charge. Committed to the charge. Paul says in verse 5, but as for you, Timothy, no matter what else people are listening to, no matter what the televangelists or the Instagram preachers are talking about, as for you, exercise self-control in everything. Endure hardship. It's going to be tough. Do the work of an evangelist. Here it is. Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. In this charge, God is calling Timothy to be committed to preaching the word, to preaching the gospel to himself, to sharing the gospel with others, and to defend the gospel against error of his day. New City, what would it look like for us to fulfill our ministry? What would it look like for you to say yes to the charge? Sign up. Show up. Stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the things that I've noticed while watching the Olympics, if you want to win the race, you got to have what they call a kick. 
on that last stretch, when you're coming around that curve and you straighten back up, when everybody else is tired, no matter what the race looked like before, you have to have that kick to continue running and to run as fast as you possibly can. During this season of charge, God wants us, New City, to have a kick, to turn it on, to bring the gospel to our community. He's passing the baton to us. Let's preach the gospel to ourselves. Let's share the gospel with others. Let's be devoted to, to, to preaching the gospel, to push back darkness. Let's be God's church and let's fulfill the ministry that he has given us in South Florida. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.